King Helen skin Get where behind and never mind We'll fight and fight and win For we're from Tigerland We never G'day everybody and welcome to the 19th edition of Tiger Tragics. We've had the bye week, we've rested up, we've got ourselves right, we've got a big Friday night ahead. My name is Mitchell Scott, I say hello to Tony Shebeck, he's back in the studio. I am feeling as fresh as a Dustin Martin Brownlow tattoo. Ooh, that's, that's good that be, is that's, how fresh I'm feeling. And uh, Cal Bianco. Hello gentlemen, great to be back with you again talking Tigers on the Tiger Tragics podcast. Well, we might as well start there with a freshly uh, with Dustin Martin because uh, we do have a big final to talk about. But first of all, some news that uh, just quietly came in la- late last week uh, mm. that Dustin Martin has re-signed. We've got him for seven more Dude, years. Where did that happen? So you're telling me he didn't go oh, to I, North Melbourne? No, he didn't, didn't I've, go. <laughs> I've been under a rock for the last four days. Just just, just sort of drip-fed out there quietly on, on Thursday <laughs> afternoon. It was the, the biggest th- story football-wise of the year. The Herald I mean, Sun would be bankrupt if it wasn't oh, for Dustin no, Martin. I beg to differ. I heard a bigger story this morning, I reckon, Shebeck's. Uh, SEN's own Sam McClure has broken the news. I don't know if you've heard. Luke Hodge could be heading up to the Gold Coast next year. For what? To play and then do uh, a coaching role, much like uh, his Sam old mate Sam Mitchell at West Coast. It's in That's play, apparently. Story, coast surely. to coast. It's That's happening. That's not a bigger story. It's, no, it's in play. It's a possibility. But <laughs> this, was <bigger> than, <laughs> this was bigger than Patrick Dangerfield last year. Oh, God, yeah. Leaving well, this, Adelaide and going to Geelong. Yes. This was... This this was whole... when, you, when you look at the scheme of things, the fact that contract talks were put off hold back in, I think it was the 29th or 30th of January. We were on air at the time. Johnny Ralph broke the story and... Um, it's just ever since then, everyone's been going, will he, won't he, will he, won't he? Then about three weeks ago, we were, we were, we were all sitting here. We were all very confident that he was staying. The reports had come out over the weekend that, uh, you know, 1.1 or something and over seven years that that was done. And then North Melbourne happened to get in there, elbows out, flex some muscle, tried to, to buy, basically buy his love. Um, and come Thursday night, the footy show came on. We all the, the horse had already bolted, but he was ours for another seven years. Are we relieved? Are we happy? Are we? Are we got any negative feelings towards this seven years? One point two or thereabouts. I, I always had this feeling he was going to say, and as soon as he said that he was going over to see his dad, I thought that even makes it more in Richmond's favour. And the fact that he was going to announce it before the final series meant it had to be in Richmond's favour. There was no way he was going to say, oh, I'm leaving for North Melbourne, yeah. but I'm here for the next three or four weeks, so let's have a party. As, as soon as Ralph came back into the country on the Tuesday night and he told Tom Brown at the doorstop, oh, he will have an announcement by the end of the week, you, yeah. that, that's when we can start celebrating, really. Yeah. Now, uh, the question I want to ask is, is Ralph Carr an evil villain or a superhero for in, um, Richmond, in Richmond fans' eyes? I, I think it's a question that a lot of people will have asked themselves over the course of the last eight months. I think... It's all in the eye of the beholder in that his job, his duty is to get the best financial deal for Dustin Martin as possible. And if that is his modus operandi, he's he's done that in spades. In that at the start of the year, the club was looking to sign Dustin for three years at about seven hundred. In the end, they've he's got him seven years at, you know, somewhere between one point one and one point two. Plus they've topped up this year, I believe. I understand. And that, I think eight hundred thousand was the initial figure, wasn't it? Yeah, and at then the start of the year. And then it was once you know, back to his credit, backed himself in, said, No, no, Dustin, go out and have a good season. Um, you know, do you you, you obviously showed last year in twenty sixteen that you were on the upward curve and he's had his best season ever uh, by a mile, will win the Brownlow, as you say. I'd like, yeah. I'd, I'd like just cash in now. I'd, I'd like, it was funny when all the talk was around about, oh, you know, do we need to factor in the Brownlow? Just factor it in now. It's yeah. happening. See, for me, Rolf Carr's a superhero and for, for a lot of reasons. I mean, he's, he's gone back to Richmond and said to Richmond, <clears throat> Dusty wants to stay. But there's a compelling argument of $2.8 million difference. Yes. Meet us halfway 
and we'll get the job done. And if now, come a little bit more. Uh, exactly. So he could have just said, look, sorry, guys, 2.8 million is 2.8 million. He's going. That's it. If you can't match it, he's gone. So in my eyes, I think he's done a great job for Dusty. He's done a great job for Richmond in saying, look, we want to stay. We really do. But you've got to understand that 2.8 million bucks is 2.8 million bucks. Meet us halfway. Give us an extra 1.4, an extra 200, 300,000 per year over seven. You got us. We're, we're there. We're staying. And that's and Rich, it, it hasn't broken the bank. No. R- Richmond wouldn't have done it if they knew they couldn't do it. To their credit, they stuck fat for the most yeah, part. Yeah, sure. um, You know, from what I understand is they did top up this little mechanism in the uh, in in his contract this year, and it. Dustin in his in his previous contract had a uh, there, there's a clause in a lot of people's contracts that when the new CBA came into effect, you would automatically get the upgrade to whatever 20% the twenty percent extra. Yeah. yeah, he didn't have that in his contract, so Richmond in four, you know enacted that for this year, so he gets a bit extra up front now, and then he gets his seven years. I suppose the question that a lot of people have asked now is, you know, he's going to be thirty three, thirty four at the end of this contract, and you know we look back. Is there any element of risk in that? Do we do we think? Maybe for a year, maybe for the last year or two, he may not be as valuable as what he has been in the past. But you're going to get a good four or five years out of him on top of that, and then he's going to be serviceable. Yeah, I would have thought after that, he's not that sort of player that's just going to drop off. He, you know, he's a fitness fanatic. He loves, he loves that sort of stuff. So you may not get a, a Brownlow medalist, a Brownlow medal, Dustin Martin, in the last two years of his contract, but you're going to get a very good player. But having said that, let's have a look at Gary Ablett. And I, I know you can't judge the two together because they're not really that similar but I mean Gary Abel's still putting out some pretty fine football we just to, to the effect that he won the, the best and fairest after playing 14 games it's a rabble it is rigged it's, it's I just I just don't know how that happens uh, 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 unfathomable that's an indictment on the rest of that football oh, club that yes. Gary Abel wins the best and fairest exactly Carl do you think you haven't said much Carl I wanted to ask I want to ask Carl about um with Dustin Martin, because I suppose the question I have about this seven-year deal is, have we got him at his peak? As in, we're now we've we've is he has he got room to improve? Is are we going to get a better Dustin Martin than what we're seeing right now moving forward, or are we going to get are we going to have this sort of level of consistency for three or four years? And if he maintains that, he's worth his money because it is as we say, it is a lot of money. There aren't many that many. Uh, million dollar players there'll be more in, in years to come as the, as these deals sort of unfold but um do you think do you think we're going to see a, an improved Dustin Martin from what we've got now well I'm hoping that much like when you buy yourself an aged bottle of uh alcohol be it wine or scotch or whatever that most of the time tastes nice that uh, and it is better as the age goes on with it uh that Dusty gets better with age as well like he's only what 27 at the moment, 26. 26. So he signed a seven-year deal. By the time he concludes this, exist, this contract he's just signed, he'll be 33, 34. So. I don't want Dusty to get better. I just want Dusty no. to stay. If he can it remain maintained. the most dominant player in the league for the next three or four years, yeah. that, that's all you need. But playing consistent football is what yeah, we hope, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and not, you know. And the thing on that is that, as you you talk about, uh, you know, are we going to lose players out of all this sort of thing? And I don't, I don't you think, have to. We, 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 someone along the someone along the track will get pushed out, but I don't. It's not going to be a Cochin. It's not going to be a Rance. It's not going to be a Jack Rewalt. The way the the way they're on the other side of the curve now, so to speak. That it's going to be a it's going to be a Conker. It's going to be a Townsend. Yeah, it's going to be one of those guys who you know, a couple of years down the track from now, one of these guys who improves to a point where we go, you know what, we can't. 
pay you what we need. And that's unfortunate, but it's just it's just a casualty of it all. I mean, I'd hate to lose Townsend after his last few performances, but what he has done now is he's actually put himself on the radar. So Richmond could use him as a little bit of trade bait and get some get a good draft pick or something in and get a nice young kid at $70,000 a year in. Yep. And and you know, that, there goes your money for Dustin there. So that's what's going to happen, and it's unfortunate it's going to happen, but you're going to, it, it's just a casualty of it all. The question, I guess, is as well is I don't think when it comes to, re, you know, what does this do now do for our recruiting for the for the most part? And I actually don't think, aside from, you know, going and getting a, we, 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 we've always spoken about the need for an extra tall um, this year, and I think that aside from, you know, doing that, I don't think we'll be active this trade period at all, really. I think because we've sort of, we've locked away Kane Lambert and Dan Butler recently. We've locked away Brandon Ellis. We've now locked away Dusty. Um, and there should be that natural improvement within those younger guys. That that's what we'll be banking yeah. on. So we so those guys naturally improve. We maintain the top line level. We top up with an extra forward. That's about it. Like, that's that's where we'll be going. If you look at past years from... From my point of view, anyway, I think what we have done is heavily uh, recruit mature age recruits to the club, and it hadn't really paid off for us in the past. Kent Kent Kingsley, Paul Hudson, Greg Stafford. All these top-up players. Staff, I love Staff. Staff was all right, and Chaplin was good too. He went over the cliff quickly, Chaplin. Yeah, but in the end, like, you know, we made the finals. When we made the finals, he was a key part of our defense, even though we obviously didn't win the finals. But, you know, credit to him uh, during his period of time. But... My point being, we've actually realised we have to invest more in our youth. And we've seen that through Butler, Castagna, Bolton, all these younger players that have come to the club in the last few years. They're actually being given opportunities in the AFL side. That is something I haven't seen Richmond do for quite some time. They've certainly experimented with a few you know, youngsters over the years, but... This year, more so than ever, we have seen how many deputants, Mitch? How many have we oh, seen? Oh, off the top of my head, we had we had we've had Butler, yep, uh, Stengel, Shy Bolton, um, Soldo, Soldo. That's four. Um, the, the, Dan Rioli was in his second year. Castagna was in his second I think, did year. Broad make his debut. Broad debut this year. Yeah. Broad might Broad might played one or two games the year before, yeah, possibly. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's there's four or five. Um, plus, you know, players in their second year who have been playing, you know, for eighteen to twenty yeah. games for the season. Um, we brought in, we brought in Prestia and Caddy and these guys to round it. Out. And as I say, that's I think that's where the the depth of the, that sort of class is now. You look at our list bracket, and it's actually it's pretty strong in all in all categories. And um, just coming back to Dusty, I suppose the uh, the question I wanted to to ask with all this was, should we be surprised in that what exactly exactly what we thought was going to happen? Happened in that at the start of the year, Ralph said, contract talks are on hold till the end of the season. And then all year we have this speculation and what's going on. And then what happens? Gets to the end of the season and he makes a decision and he signs on. And then the, like, only, the only people that benefit from contract talks are going to be held over until the end of the year are the media because it keeps fueling speculation and, and, and talk back and the like. Hey, it's nobody wait for business here. I oh, can't follow no it. about it. Exactly. But, and but at the end of the day, also, it's got to be looked at that it's been a benefit for Dustin Martin as well. He, as a free agent, and and the Players Association have brought this in, the AFL have brought this in, so he is allowed to go out there and find out what his actual worth is, and then decide whether that's where he's at or whether he's happy to stay where he's at. And 
if if his actual worth was one point seven million dollars or one, whatever it was with North Melbourne, then that's his worth, and and he's entitled to know that. Whether he acts on that or not is another thing, and that's where loyalty comes in. And this has been an extreme display of loyalty that we don't see too often. He he, he couldn't lose, could he? In that no, in a, if he won, if he left, he stays well, with the club he loves, and he gets a few hundred thousand dollars more than what he's getting now or he goes to another club and re-establishes with that club over the next four or five years and I mean in all, in all seriousness and I do like North Melbourne as a club I have no issues with Brad Scott or, or the players there but they haven't really set the world on fire in the last four or five years they've made some finals but they haven't actually done anything and now they're in this rebuilding phase they're certainly on the downward curve does Dustin want to be a part of that rebuilding phase which he's been a part of for the last five or six years at Richmond. And let's be honest about it, it has been a rebuilding phase until we've been able to get a settled lineup. I think you mentioned about the recruiters. I think for Matthew Clark and his recruiting team at Richmond now, what they can start to do is they can start to plan for the future. The last couple of years, they've been planning for the now and how they can top up and make sure that they've got the best players in the team for the list to try and get success now. We can now start to plan for the future, our, our midline, our midfield is quite settled and will be for the next couple of years. Koch, Martin and the players that go around them through the midfield. Our back line's performing the best it's ever been, so we can figure about that. It's so stable. We need a another tall forward, yep, there's no doubt about that. And do we look in our stocks that we have already around? We need to start looking at the replacement of guys such as Sean Grigg, such as Sean Hampson, these sort of blokes. Even Trent Conchin, I mean, Koch might only have another three or four years left in him. So we need to look at ready-made blokes or kids now that will be 22, 23 and ready to take the mantle. And that is the luxury of where Richmond's at now with their reserves, with the VFL team playing in the finals and playing a great game on the weekend. Mm. We'll talk. I know we're going to talk about that yeah. in a sec, but a real well, hard, fought out battle for the Tigers. So they've got consistency and they've got determination and they've got players pushing up through there. They've got a very settled lineup in our senior team, Richmond is in the best situation it's been in since 1982, since we last played a grand final against Carlton. Fine, in terms of the whole the whole Everything, packet, the whole, the the, whole packet, yeah, yeah. seventy thousand plus members, financially, you know, kicking goals, a great team on the park, and and you know, money coming out of our ears, stability from a coaching sense, from a from a administration sense, like it doesn't know, we don't. We as Tiger Tragics don't really know how to deal with stability. Like, oh, yeah, normally we, you know, we spoke we spoke well, about the my age and you, you lived through the seventies and the eighties. But even then, there wasn't that stability. I mean, we had the guys like you know, Cloak and those sort of guys jump ship and go to Collingwood and big name players. And the Save Our Skins campaign, exactly. And- so we had we had the merger talks and all that sort of stuff. So you're probably right, actually. In the fifty years I've been around, this is probably the most exciting period I think we've had for for a Richmond team. The early 70s were great when we won premierships and the like, but we were losing players, players were moving. This is nice. I want to say a shout-out to Benny Gale, cause, not to say that he doesn't get appreciated enough, but I want to say congratulations to him because he's certainly been a massive part of uh, 
I suppose the restructure and the rebuild of of, Ty, of the Richmond Football Club and Tigerland. Well, he's Dustin Martin like too. Well, Carl, because yeah. he could have gone. I reckon he could have gone to the AFL. Yeah. and run football operations. If he put his hand up and said, "I want that job," it was he his. gets it. He mm. gets it in, in, so, in a heartbeat. Same with the MCC. Not that he job. gets Stephen Hawking. Yeah. but he he gets it in a heartbeat because of the job that he's done at Richmond in the last four or five years. Yeah, but he's preferred to stay at Tigerland and ride the wave that we've got at the moment. So you're right. Absolute yeah. kudos to him. We- Yep. Sorry, you go. No, I, I just wanted to finish by saying, like, I, I think he's done some really great work for the club, and he's really built the foundation of, you know, our aspirations to make the finals and the turnaround in twelve months compared to this time last year when we thought we were shot and genuinely, you know, fifty-fifty to know what's going on this season. The massive turnaround. But go even further. Go to Peggy O'Neill, of course, as yeah, well. Not to yeah. say that Peggy hasn't done some great no, no, work, no, but I, I know what you're saying, Brendan. But they need kudos so. as well because. Let's remember where we were at 12 months 12, ago. 11 months ago. It was just after the season. We were an absolute shambles. Mm. We don't make the finals. Everyone's up in arms. We want to sack the coach. We want to Focus change on the football board. Was coming All in. this sort of stuff. But it was through consistency and it was through focus on what the business plan that they, and belief mm. in what they had put together in the past two or three years, was going to bear fruit. Great visionary, uh, you know, great vision from our leaders at the club has got us to where we're at now. When Brendan came to the football club in 2009 to take over as CEO, Richmond was, it was I think it was about 30,000 members. It was $8 million in debt. It was, yeah. um, you know, but you speak to Plough about the, all the issues they had when he was there in that time just before then. You know, he had to paint the facilities yeah. himself. That such were the such was the lack of resources now. And a now. good painter too. Yeah, he, he was very good. Yeah. <laughs> Play other painter. Um, to, to look at it now, and, and you know, even four years, like he set the, you know, they set that another five year plan. We always talk, joke about five year plans, but they did set the, the benchmark of seventy thousand members, wipe the debt, play in some finals. Now, the only thing they haven't done yet is win the final. Yeah. But they, but even then, last year, you know, there was potential for you know, let's let's do we need to change things up again? No, no, they stuck fat, st- um, stuck with the course, and it's paying massive dividends, um, which is a testament to everyone involved and. Mm. It's uh, it's you know, it's a, it's fantastic for all us to sit here and 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 be able to to actually speak lovingly of our football club and and for once be able to you know point down and laugh at others, which you know I don't like to do too much. But... Can I just share a little story with you? And sure. It happened. It happened yesterday. Of course, we record this on Monday, so it happened on Sunday. My uh, eldest son Daniel, playing in a uh, East Essendon District Footy League uh, elimination final against Strathmore, Maribyrnong Park with the home teams. They played at Windy Hill, and. I just love history, and I love the history of football, and Richmond embrace it so well with what they've done with Punt Road and the way they've kept that history. But I walked into the rooms yesterday, and being the home team, Maribyrnong Park, they had the old Essendon rooms at Windy Hill, and they were still painted the black and yellow. And you just walked in there, and you felt the John Coleman's... History. You, you, my, my hair stood up on the back of my neck as I walked into these rooms. And I, and honestly, I can't say that I've ever walked into the Essendon rooms at Windy Hill before. I've been to plenty of press conferences at Windy Hill when Essendon were training there, but all the press conferences used to be outside on the foyer and stuff, or they, or they had a media room set up. But I've never actually walked into the dressing rooms of the Essendon Football Club mm. at Windy Hill. And it just engrossed me, and I just felt... Yeah, uh, not uh, proud's not the right word because I'm not an Essendon supporter, but I just felt probably even overwhelmed 
the fact yeah. that all this history was around me. And this is, this is, these rooms have been set up for over 60, 70 years and the blood, the sweat and the tears that have come into those rooms. And I think Richmond really need to hone into that now with what we do with Punt Road with our tra- as our major training centre. We get the crowds there. And there have been some great crowds on Sunday mornings when we've had a couple of Sunday games in the last the, few weeks. The VFL doubleheaders have been fantastic. Mm-hmm. All that sort of stuff. We are so lucky to have Punt Road still as our home base yeah. at, as, as a club. You look at Collingwood, they've moved to they've moved to Westpac Centre. They've still got Victoria Park there, but they don't play there. They've lost that history. The Bulldogs still have it to an extent at Whitnoval. But because they've got a new training facility, that old history isn't there, except there is. They still do a bit of work under the stand. But embrace your history, folks. Remember your history and where you've come from, and it'll help you in your future moving forward. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. Shebex is somebody that's uh, grown up in the Bayside area, obviously Linton Street, Moorabbin, St Kilda's spiritual home. There's been a They've lot. They've got to get back. They, but they are going yeah, back. Exactly. They are going back. Sooner rather than later. But the worst thing that they did a few years ago was decide to demolish the grandstand, which is the history of the actual football club. So, you know, I've, I've grown up seeing the full grandstand and how it's looked and to see how it is now. Okay, sure, they're, they're redeveloping it for the better so it benefits the community and so St Kilda can get back to their traditional home. Yeah. But. At the same time, the history's gone. The only section left of the existing ground from the years of history is a part of the social club that they're keeping there. So jobs, people have jobs. The You know, the social club workers are employed. So it, it's just so sad to see something, you know, not even a section, like there's only one section Correct. left. It's going to eventually be demolished as well. Not so my 12 year old son came into the rooms too and he we, we spoke about that history. And if that wasn't there... That I could never speak to him about that. He would never be able to understand it. So we've just got to hold on. Just listening to the both of you on that, I love that there's like that respect. That's the respect of football as a whole, I think. I think yeah. the, 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 those are such integral pillars to those communities. And yes, we might not necessarily be supporters of those clubs, mm. but you walk in there and you respect it and its place in what and what it means to a lot of people as well. Mm. And as you say, like Punt Road is obviously that place that means that to us. Yeah, of course. So, you know, to go and. I've done it once, just gone and sat in like the, in the bench seats. Go to the museum the at Richmond, at Punt Road. Have you ever been to the no, museum? No, I, ha- I Go haven't. Go to the museum at Punt Road Oval. It is amazing. Mm. There's stuff there from 120 years ago. Cost you $2, a gold coin to go in and have a look around. You can go whenever you like. I think it's open during the day. But it is just a fantastic history of our club. And the whole point of bringing up this conversation was while we can now settle down and look forward to the future for the Richmond Football Club, and I I mentioned our recruiters can now start to plan for the future, we should never forget our past and where we've been and what we've done and how we've got to where we've got now because if you don't remember your past, you will slip back into it at some point. Respect the past and help that build your future. And I think Richmond need to do that. They need to look at what's happened to this club over the last 20 or 30 years and where we've been and say we never ever, ever want to go there again. We've had some really dark times. Just remember that in the back of your mind, folks. And remember, we never want to go there again. And what happens from now on should just be special times. Do you think we, as as Richmond supporters as a whole, do you think we... Um we we don't look back far enough in that when we look when we look back and we we're granted we're the younger generation. Yeah. I don't think many I, people look past nineteen eighty. Yeah, I think because that's that, that's, that seems, that seems to be, to be the, that seems to be the, the wall <laughs> there. They go, yeah, oh, we right. haven't won one since nineteen eighty, yeah, right. and Kevin Bartlett kicked seven, and um, 
and that seems to be as if that was where time ended. Yeah. And there was this magnificent history before that. You know, I've got this big print up on my wall, which I, which Kevin uh, Bartlett, luckily, you know, he gave it to me because it was his personal version of this piece of memorabilia. It was called Tommy's Guns, and it will, I will, oh, yeah, I've I'll, seen it. Yes, I will keep that with me for the rest of my life. And it's Tom Hafey, it's, um, you know, it's Kevin Bartlett, it's Dick Clay, yeah, um, it's it's Barrett, and it's uh, and Francis Burke. And they've all personally signed it. It's one of ten. It's Kevin Bartlett's personal one that he was given from it. And that will stay with me for the rest of my life. Fantastic. Um, and, uh, you know, but, but as a result of getting it, you know, it, it makes you pick up the book and makes you read and makes you go back and look at some of those tapes from the 60s and the 70s. And it makes you, you get, you do get nostalgic about the old days of, I think, I think as a whole society, we're, we're in a very nostalgic phase at the moment. I think mm. we're, you know, we... We we want we got I mean the, the America voted in a president on the back of nostalgia. They wanted things to be the way it used to be, sort of thing. But, and, but even but even that and, and talk about nostalgia and the Herald Sun have capitalised on nostalgia. <laughs> Ten pages. pages of Richmond yesterday in the Sunday Herald Sun, so they know exactly that Richmond is a great story for them and it sells papers. So they've capitalised on my little bit of interesting look at nostalgia yesterday was when I was reading the double page spread about the 1980 team and their thoughts on that team back then and the thoughts on the team now. And I love our people out there. Do we have an email? Do we Tw- tweet us in at Tiger Tragics on Twitter. Tiger Tragics or whatever it is. Why did Mark Lee and Greg Strawn not reply uh, prefer not to comment on that. I'm really surprised about odd. that because I never knew. I thought the only person that actually had an issue with the Richmond Football Club out of that team until a few years ago was Kevin Bartlett. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he knew how to hold a but grudge. But that's he? been sorted. But I never knew that Mark Lee and Greg Strawn had an issue with the Richmond Football Club. If they have, I just want to know why they didn't comment. I think it was really odd. It sounds like a job for Peggy and Brendan. They've done. They've handled oh, everything so let, far. Let, yeah. Let's once again go back to our history. And if they do have an issue. Let's bring, let's bring approach that. Bring them in and say, "Hey guys, what is the story? What has happened?" If you're out there and you do have an answer or a reason for us, if you know the if you know the two of them, or you, you just happen to know any reason why, at Tiger Tragics on Twitter, get in and let us know, um, and uh, we you know we'll, we'll we'll get that into next week's Good podcast. The, before we look forward at the VFL and then obviously a massive final we've got mm. this week, uh, the, I just wanted to ask one more question on Dusty. Were we were we comfortable with the way it was announced? Because I know there were some people critical of, you know, it made the individual look bigger than the club by making him announce it on his own terms on the footy show and obviously getting paid a fair lump of money to do that. Did we have an issue? Oh, it was announced already prior to the time he we, went on the footy show and announced it. We it, all knew, didn't we? We all knew. I mean, that's the, the, we all knew. It, wasn't the, it had got out in the media. By, I mean, we, we, were, I was, we were on here with the run home and 4.20 we sort of knew it was happening and by 6 o'clock it was, it was all but confirmed by the club that, yes, it was, it was right. It had become so much about Dusty, I think, in the le- weeks leading up to it. That it didn't surprise me that it was going to be Dusty who announced it, not the Richmond Football Club. You know what? When you turn down $2.8 million, I'm all for you being able to maximise whatever extra bit of money you can on the side to, to you know, to stay at Richmond. And I'm actually I, surprised we didn't have a collection. Get the t- well, <laughs> there, we, there was a caller last week who actually said what they should do is get a, you know, they should have get a photo with Dusty Day and, a, you know, every year. Five it's, bucks it's, each? Yeah, five bucks each out to the members, 75,000 members. There you go. <laughs> There's 250,000. And that's uh, you know, apparently that wouldn't come. Up, apparently that that would actually have come under the cap. They would have the AFL would have looked at that and said, really? oh, uh, yeah, if it was like an official." See, even our old mate Alan down at Legends and Heroes just down the road here from yeah. SEN, uh, his whole front window is just now all Richmond memorabilia. Well, you go back to what and dusty memorabilia. You go back to 
and this is what I mean, we've spoken about this in production meetings here. You know that you know the rich, but the, so the ten pages of Tigers is what's selling papers. Yep. You got out the front of Legends of the Heroes. It's all Richmond. Richmond is selling at the moment, and I think everyone is pretty clear that everyone like like the Bulldogs last year. Richmond, the, everyone wants Richmond to be the story of September. Um, you know, except maybe the, the supporters of other clubs, but certainly the football industry as a whole. We want we they want Richmond to be the story now. Whether it's you know go on and have the ultimate success because you know it's Tiger time, or whether it's you know out in straight sets and you know. Which we won't talk about that. But do you think that's good for the football club? Do we need to embrace that, or or should we be like putting our hands over our ears and saying no, 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 just keep the noise out? No, it, look, it's it's a fantastic time to be a, a Tiger supporter, Tiger member, just to be on the Tiger bandwagon, the Tiger train, as many people like to refer to it as. Can I just say on Dustin Martin? though, I think the most impressive thing from the Richmond Football Club is Dusty hasn't been the centre of attention. That's sort of drawn away from the club's performance and progress this year as well, if you look into it. Like, not to say that other footballers that have had the sort of spotlight on them for, you know, waiting to re-sign with the club have sort of disrupted other teams, but they have at the same time. You know, like, if you look at Richmond, we haven't exactly gone backwards from the attention Dusty has had. You know, we've actually, if anything, it's kind of been a motivator. It has. And that's, you know, there is that question over my head now of going... You know, I hope they don't get too comfortable heading into September no. because they've they've always had this sort of little willy wonty kind of adrenaline pusher, yeah, um, coming through them. I didn't have an issue with the footy show thing because I felt like, as I said, that you know, get he can maximise as much money. It was really refreshing to hear him speak and speak really well. We don't, we, you know, you spoke, you said the other said, week, yeah, he's in he's in the best space he's ever been. I have no doubt about that. And he 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 seems like a. And from what I understand, he's actually done a deal. He'll be a regular on the footy show next year. They, I think they've sort of seen the light that if you want to maximise your potential income, you're going to have to embrace this but in some grown. way. But he's grown. He has so grown as a person in the last three or four years. I, I mean, we all remember you know, the Chopstick Gate and all that. Was it Chopstick Gate? Yeah, yeah, yeah Chopstick Gate. Yeah. And all that sort of stuff. And how he just went into his shell and wouldn't talk and wouldn't do stuff. The last 12 months have been an amazing period of time for Dustin Martin. He's grown as a footballer, he's grown as a person, and along that, the Richmond Football Club has grown with him, and I think it's just a really, really nice time for him at the moment. Last thing I'll say on Dusty before we move on uh, to the VFL Finals, I I just wanted to put to bed a bit of a misnomer that's been out there all year, and that is that uh, people have forgotten that everyone seems to have think that uh, Dusty's last contract was the one in 2013 where he then shopped himself around and then came back and took list. That is that was not the case. He signed a two-year contract at that time at 20 at the end of 2013 after he had a look around mm. and had to take unders because and you know the, the club st- stood firm there. And he there then, you go. 4 he, years ago yeah, nobody wanted him. Yeah. He then he then recommitted 2 years later. There was another contract extension within between this one and that one. Everyone seems to think that oh this is what's happened last time. No, it was a very quiet mid-year extension in 2015. So recommitted, signed on the dotted line and kept moving. Did a video for the Richmond website and no one no one flint, no one batted an eyelid. So that's putting that to bed. Uh, before we get to the f- to uh, a big match we got against Geelong on Friday night, it just happens to be an AFL final. Ninety five thousand going to be the game sold out. Can't get a ticket. Uh, was I've really got, I got one. You got one? Well, I'm working there, but my kids have got one. <laughs> turns out it's funny. Carl and I got our tickets independently of one another. Turns out we're sitting right next to each yeah, other, no, like really? literally yeah. right next to each other. Bay fifty two. Yeah, yeah. Same with, yeah. with my family. Yep. 
row double E or where? Where e? double F? Double oh, F. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> we're in front of you. So we're all going to be together. Um, Richmond VFL finals. We this is our first VFL final series as a standalone club. Um, we got got a little bit of a scare there at the end, but we did make it through. We had a very good win and. Uh, it was actually, you know, it was kind of refreshing just to sit there and watch. It was, all, you know, that that sort of standard of footy with that sort of suburban vibe, and um, you know, there's a good crowd down there at Tiak Oval. I think, uh, you know, the few few names sort of jumped out to impress. Has did anyone sort of rattle enough cages oh, to Carl's, maybe Carl's boy Sammy Lloyd, last quarter specialist. He did it again. Kicks a, kicks a goal that puts him in front again. Oh, let's just be mindful. Nerves of steel. There's, there's a big difference between VFL and AFL football standard. Was still got to no, do it though, the, Sammy Lloyd. You still got to do it. Can I just say, still love Sammy Lloyd. That was one of the best things. I was watching the game, and as soon as he kicked that goal, because it was, you know, I think it was like 72 apiece. It was, you know, we were, you oh, know. Yeah, it was, I think we were one point up or something. At the, something yeah, along those whatever, lines. Yeah. Anyway, Sammy Lloyd kicks a goal, gets us a goal up, and then uh, who was it that kicked the last goal for us? I'm trying to think off the top. I've had a mind blank now. So have I. I think it was Bachelor. Yeah, Jake Bachelor. There you go. Came to Bachelor kicked the goal, sealed the deal for, deal for us. Any win against Collingwood is a bloody good win, but to see us win in an elimination final, when to our credit, we basically you the know first final we've won in how many years? Yeah, two thousand and one. Yeah, yeah. But Don't to, remind. To we our haven't credit, even made the final. This is the first time we've actually made the finals as, as a VFL, VFL team. Yeah. As a VFL team, as a standalone VFL team, it's the first time we've made the finals. So fantastic effort on that front. But to win the elimination final yeah. against Collingwood. You know, it's just, it was fantastic to we, see. We, it was kind of, it, it went along that track, I think, of, of almost representative of some of those losses we'd had this season yeah. where we, we got out, we jumped out of the block strong and then, you know, they, we, we, they challenged us, we held our, our nerve. They then challenged us again and it was a question of, um, you know, will we, will we hold our nerve and go? Do we have another cog to go? Or is you know is this it? And that's kind of you know representative of a couple of those losses that we had. They found the other gear. They kept going, and uh, you know they put them to the sword. Thankfully, and um, Anthony Miles was best on ground. Thirty-seven disposals. Kicked right, goal. So he was good. Sam, good. Sammy Lloyd wasn't far behind him with thirty-six, and you know a couple of crucial, including that very crucial one to, to put us back in front there. Um, ben Griffiths is, looked, looked all right. He, he clunked a few, kicked a couple. Kicked, kicked a couple. Um, I suppose the question from from having seen it is: there anyone here who you go they have to play this week? Well, I think Sean Hampson did enough to get a game if it doesn't rain, if it remains, if it gets dry. Over the, and I know we've got rain coming for the next three or four days around Melbourne, and it could be a wet MCG. But I, I think for mine, I still believe that he is a uh, a serious serious consideration to come into that team. I disagree. And the only reason I say that is because the forecast shows showers. And no, that's, look, what, yeah. that's what I say. Yeah. For rains, I, I think no. I think they'll go with the I, one. I, I just don't think that they're going to they're going to take a risk on Hampson. I think, considering we know approximately what played the forecast. Well, will, no, no, I give him credit. Hampson's looking great. Mason Cox played all right as well. Yes, yes. He, was, yeah, he looked yeah, very yeah. good yes. for Collingwood. I think. If we can manage to go with just the one Ruckman and Nan Kervis, we're not. I don't see Soldo coming into the equation. You know what? The week off will help Nan Kervis. He's been busy the last yep, ten or twelve yeah, weeks, yep. so that week off just gives him that rest, and we probably can do it. Yeah. So we have Nank as the one Ruckman, and obviously Greg taking the contest every now and then when Nank needs a chop out. If we manage to beat Geelong, or even if we lose to Geelong, the following week is when it's going to be crucial to have. 
Hampson in the side. I, I think we'd be playing. Yeah, if we're yeah. playing Sydney in that second week, they traditionally go with the two. They go with either Tippett and Naismith, or yeah. uh, Naismith and Sinclair, or Sinclair and Tippett. We that's where, and plus they've got Sam Reed and and these guys who then rotate through. That we probably do need the second one against Sydney. If and it gets I think to that that will also then provide Hampson enough time to be close to one hundred percent to be able to play. AFL football to a good standard. Well, as you say, the forecast at the moment for Friday night, 80% showers. 80%. There's even chance of snow uh, for 600 metres above. Uh, It'd be great to play footy in the snow. So <laughs> Did they do cha- that a couple of weeks ago at Ballarat? Yeah, just about. They had the, they had the, they had the gloves out and the, uh, they had to get Mr. Plough out there. Um, but it's, it's, it's uh, there's a, winds of 15 to 25 k's, chance of rain 80%, rainfall amount. It's, gonna, it's three, 3 to 10 mil, so it's not dramatic rain, but it's going to be pretty constant, it would seem. And if that settles in for Friday night, I think that, yeah, that we probably have that one change where Caddy's going to come back in. Mm. Someone, has to, yeah, yeah. Caddy has to come back in. And that brings us to the question who, or, or Carl, have you got something to add? Oh, just quickly as well, yeah. I put out a tweet saying, if you've got any questions, chuck them through, hashtag Tiger, Tiger Tragics, at Tiger Tragics on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, and Roxman underscore said, the most important question is, are ponchos available at the ground? The weather forecast doesn't look good, but then $2 again... $2 each, I think. Yeah. yeah. For an MCG just a question. Good yeah. question, I thought. Get yellow and black ones, if you can. Yeah. Get to the Can't hold again. umbrellas up. No, not anymore. <laughs> no, no not, not allowed that anymore. No. But it's going to be huge. And as we say, so so there's going to be, we think, one change, which is Caddy has to come back in. Caddy, was, Caddy almost played in the VFL on the weekend, was technically eligible to play, They, mm-hmm. um, but they they opted against it, thought give him the extra week. So the question is, if he comes in, did, before we get to did anyone else, aside, I mean, you talk about Hampson, did, did Miles or Lloyd show enough that, oh, they have to play? You don't think? Not they no. have to play, but they, they, they are ready to go should they need to be. And that was kind of the refreshing thing. I think that you, we, took, we spoke about, um, the, the off air, about the list of, of players who we've got at the moment. There were so many names that we are all familiar with yeah. in that they were playing in the VFL on the weekend. That normally when... You know, if you've if you've got your best twenty two and that's kind of it, you don't know all these guys. But the 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 Menadues and the the Jaden Shorts and the Mileses and um you know the, the maybe or Charles, all these guys it was they they were all playing in his team. Reese Conker, you know these these are all guys who have been familiar names to the Richmond senior side. Reese Conker, where do we think? I think he looked lost. Yeah, on, he didn't on the didn't, weekend. He's still finding. Which is it's a shame because in that first five or six weeks before he did injure his foot, he was magnificent. He was mm. he was the best Reese Conker we've seen him in years. But he's had a long stint out with that foot injury and um and just hasn't done enough, I think, yet to sort of just you know bang down the door. I think when given where we're at, the, it's it's a bit like with the Australian Test team. They have to be literally banging the door down, saying you have to play me. And I they they weren't you know Miles is the one that if we're gonna. But I think it's more injury case that he probably comes in. Under no circumstances do we bring Conquer into a finals team. No, I'm sorry, no, yeah, but I've... no circumstances do we bring Conquer in. VFL's mm. fine. Good mm. luck with it. Not AFL. Just keep with all due respect to no, the bloke, no. I love the bloke, but if history repeats itself and we bring Conquer in, I'm not saying it's going to happen again, but you look at the last time we made a final series... Well, for that, for that for ha- to happen, one of our defenders would have to go down. I know, but I would, I'd actually prefer Jake Batchelor over Conquer. I would make that call or um, bring Jaden Short in. Well, that's that's probably the question, isn't it? I mean, so so Caddy comes in, and I may be held down for this, but does does is Jacob Townsend potentially on nope. on, on the out? But how do you get Caddy well, in? I'll tell you how. It's a tough one because Townsend knows that he is that backup for that's why that he got a game play, player exactly. He's done a great job. He's done a fantastic job in the weeks he's been in. 
but at the end of the day, was he told that you're only there while Caddy's out? I just, I just worry that he's. Look, we were getting excited about it, about him. Tanner as Doom calls him because he coached him up at, <laughs> as a, up at um, GWS, and he's he's six foot two. He plays tall. He's almost like a second tall forward. The way Dim has been talking yeah. him up, that he is that he's kind of that second tall that we that we've been looking for. My question is, he's been beaten. He, look, St Kilda and Fremantle all respect them. Uh, you know, they allowed Townsend to kick eleven goals. Is this is we're playing Geelong in an elimination in not in a qualifying final. Is he might get found out, and that's why I wonder whether you know is Caddy, Caddy is Caddy, do, do they do, do we just go the straight swap there and go one for one and be done with it? No, no, we can't do that. I, I tell you, I want to play him. I really I'll do, but I just I give us an option. Yeah. I, I'll tell you why. Selection committee, mate. Okay, selection. Say no. I'll put my look at, look at the twenty-two. Look at the twenty-two from last when we played against. That's what I'm looking at. That's yeah. what I'm looking at. You look at it, right? To, for, for my, in my opinion, I've loved what Broad's been doing say, since he's come into the lineup. He certainly played his role. The game against St. Kilda, I'm not sure what happened, but that wasn't a great game. So based off that, you've got to go a form in the last game of the season. It doesn't matter how well you're training, you know, how well you've done across the season. If you had a shocker in the last round of the season, then that's going to be an owning an ring point for the selectors come choosing the best 22 give for us, this final. Give us an option. So Give Bro- us a name. Markov? Right. I would think if anybody was to make way to be between the three people that are on the interchange bench in Markov, Graham, or Broad to come out of that lineup. So who would come in? I, I, I would say obviously Caddy comes in, uh, and whether or not they decide to go with somebody else like a Lloyd or a uh, also a, a Hampson potentially. I'm not saying it will happen, but as named as an emergency to make a late change, possibly uh, as far as a Lloyd. I don't know if they will. I don't know if they will, but I'm just saying. As another option, if they feel like we're going to need a little bit of a mature age recruit that could spark up and potentially kick a goal, kind of like what he did in the VFL last week, he might be named as an emergency. I'm, I'm telling you right now, Caddy is a certainty to play, and who comes out, I think it'll be Ollie between Markov, for me. Markov, Markov, Broad, and Graham. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, where we got caught short against, and just pardon the pun, where we got caught short against Geelong down at Kidinia Park was we they set up really well across their half-back line, and got and pressured us to a point where we were just bombing it long, and we had Jack one out, and we need we lacked anyone else up there. We ended up having to put Dustin Martin up forward to try and be a target for large chunks, which meant we were missing him in the midfield. That's where Townsend, I think, might play a really good role for us in it. If he makes someone accountable um, for 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 us up forward, uh, you know, who can take a tall because he is going to have to play tall to 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 yeah. do that role. It does mean that Caddy can spend more time in the midfield. He is a pressure player as well. I don't like the idea of dropping dropping Jack Graham because I think he's his pressure accents he's coming to this team They're have good. been outstanding, and that's what we're that's the, the whole brand is built on. So I tend to lean with Hugh Shebex. I tend to think Markov probably comes out, and someone like um, you know we, we, Markov is all about creating a bit of runoff half back. I think probably Grig or someone like that rolls back and Caddy. Goes into the midfield a bit more, and and, and Caddy and Townsend can sort of rotate between the midfield and yeah. forward. Um, Geelong as a team, we lost to them obviously was it, three weeks ago. Down there, they were missing a few players. Harry Taylor went forward, kicked four on Rance. Um, that won't happen again. I don't think so. I don't think so. I, 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 Geelong, Not at the MCG, it won't well, happen. Geelong, again. Geelong can't play Hawkins and Taylor up forward against Richmond at the MCG. I don't think, but. Um, they can play. Uh, they can play Taylor back 
and 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 really try and clog up the the, the um correct clog up our our forward line. The question's going to be around that weather impact and. You know, I suppose. I suppose also the impact of the wider ground. Are we are we that much more confident being on the MCG than we would be down at Cadinia Park? Oh yeah, yeah. For me, yeah, yeah. I think it certainly works to our too many, favour. Too many uh, bad memories and, and too many battle scars from from down there. Park, yeah, yeah. No, look, I, no. The MCG is our fortress. Really, we we train at Punt Road. We play majority of our home games at the MCG. And if there's any ground that we would have hoped to have played at in a final, it's the MCG. Not to say that we're not capable interstate, because our interstate record is fantastic. If you look at it, well, we win this weekend. We'll play all our games at the MCG. Hopefully, yeah. fingers Hopefully. crossed. Yeah, fingers I, crossed. I just want to raise a few things on the topic of Geelong. Yeah, I think last time we played Geelong, Menegola had a really great game. So I think we sort of need a look out for a way to sort of shut him down. Well, that almost goes to the point of shutdowns as a whole because they played two shutdown players yeah. last time on it. They shut down Cochin. Um, I, I think it was Guthrie went to Cochin, and they also tried shutting down. Um, they tried shutting down Dusty, and that's why they end up sort of ro- rotating Dusty forward a lot more because, you know, let's break the tag. Yeah. That's that. I reckon they'll tag Cochin again because if you speak to a lot of people now, Dusty's you, you just got to let almost Dusty do his thing, but Cochin's where they can get an advantage and try and shut shut him down. Do we tag Dangerfield? Yes, I reckon, I reckon. You know, it would be really good to see. Who? Martin and Dangerfield tagging each other. Head oh, I think oh, head that to, would be I, head to head. I, That'd be fantastic. I don't, I don't reckon it ended up being much tagging, but it'd be great to see him head to head. May not happen in a final, <laughs> but yeah, you, you're right. Uh, the other question is, of course, is Joel Selwood and uh, how he, fit he's playing. He will be. He will, he'll play. Nah, he'll will be hundred percent. He will play. I he'll hope be he does play. Sources, sources have told Sen he's playing. I hope he does play. Was it uh, barbecue, tomato, or mustard this time? <laughs> no, no, just. I just <laughs> Um, it's he's he he didn't do the full match simulation on 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 the weekend, but uh, it's Sen's understanding he will play on Friday night. I just want to raise another quick point, which is a little bit concerning. Just looking at the stats from the last game we played against Geelong, obviously Cadenia Park, our smalls weren't that effective in the game. Our small forwards, if you look at it, uh, Dan Butler had four disposals, and you look at. Uh, Joey Castagno as well. He they, had three disposals. They didn't. They didn't hit the scoreboard no. much either. Rioli kicked one and Butler kicked one, and that different was ground though. Yeah, I and know. So there's a lot more expanse, and they can actually get out wider and, and all that sort of stuff. And that's why I think it's such an advantage to us to ha- to have it at the MCG. And that's why you know Geelong people. There's a there's a lot going Richmond's way in terms of the mind games going. This Geelong's worried about the MCG. It is their home. It is one of their home grounds. So. You know, I'll, I'll give you this last the mail. Uh, Richmond go in as one of the legs of my multi this weekend at two dollars ten. I'm getting so, in early before money comes. Uh, two, so, this morning in the paper, Richmond two dollars ten, Geelong one dollar seventy seven. Gamble responsibly. Yeah. I cannot um, believe that Richmond are better than even money in this game. It's it's. I think I, I think the only reason would be because of it's Richmond. Uh, we haven't yeah, won a final. Yeah, we we haven't beaten them since two thousand. It's happen eventually. Yeah, history is meant to be broken. But also, like they're that. For my understanding, Selwood will play, and they're the fact that they're that desperate. They have to have him out there. They did beat us a few weeks ago without him, and that's why. This, which is why I don't know True. why. It must be a mindset thing that oh, we've got to get the skipper out, and we've got to get him. If Selwood on eighty percent on one leg will supposedly be better than, um, you know, a Sam Simpson or someone like that who's who might bow up and have ten disposals and not do much. But for me, I'm. I, if they were worried about all that sort of stuff, the you know the will they won't they's going into it, and 
you know they they need that sort of a lift to get to get up for this sort of game. For me, I take that as an advantage, Richmond, because we're set, we're very settled. We know what we're doing. We've got. I mean, we we're debating one how we get one person in, not yeah. so much. Oh, he's got to go out. He's got yeah. to go out. We it's actually a, a struggle for us to do that. You think also as well, Caddy really didn't have any effect. He kicked that first goal for us, and, and went then went off with his hammy, the hamstring. So you can just imagine what he's going to be like against one of his old teams. As a whole, do we? I mean, can we take anything out of that game from last time into this? What did we? The I think the one thing we learned. Uh, from that game, which uh, whether it applies to this ground or not, it being the MCG, don't be Jack dependent. Yeah, don't just bomb it. We, we they they did very well at, at pressuring us around the around the contest, around that sort of half off half back in the wing. So it got to the point we just had to throw it on the boot, try and get it forward to Jack to get something happening. And sure enough, they just they had Henderson and Lonigan and these guys set up just to pluck it off and go again. Helps being on the extremely skinny ground that is down there at Cadinia Park. Uh, this the weather, it's going to be bucketing rain. So we know we know it's going to be a little bit different. Second, secondly, um, you know they're going to have to put Ta- Harry Taylor back there as well. You would think so. They're, so then they've got another tall back there. So are they going to be too tall? There? In which case they're going to have to throw things around again. And thirdly, with that, I think the fact that um, that that's the the fact that we've we can get our ga- our game going again from that run transition means that we don't get that point where we're bombing it long. Waiting for, oh, hope, let's see if Jack... And Jack was coming back in his first game after, you know, basically losing an eye. So he took a few weeks to get going. Um, I think I think Jack's ready for a big September. I mm. really do. He's had a he's had a very underrated year, I reckon, Jack Rewalt, in that he's he was third or fourth in the Coleman he ended up being. Um, sort of found his straps but underrated a little bit. because he hasn't been the focal point of the Richmond Football he's Club. He's been one of many. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he hasn't really... Stood out as well as much as he has in the past, because there's been so many other guys that have done the job around him. Mm. All I'm going to say is, if Richmond has to watch somebody, I'd be watching Sam Menegola. Yes, that's all. That's all I'm going to say. I think we went in and we, not to say that we didn't study Geelong, because obviously our coaching staff obviously always study our. We've opponents. got a lot. Of, well, we've we've got a lot of Geelong IP. We've got Blake yeah. Carousella yeah. was was their co- assistant coach for many years. So it, I hope he's him and Neil Barm. I know Barmy did leave there a few years ago, but Barmy was a, a you know part of three flags there in the key DNA of. The, the, those same people that uh, you know, the, the Steve Hawkins and those guys, they're still at Geelong. I know the Hawks about to leave, but um, those we've got the, Matthew Knight's inside too, former Richmond captain. Yeah. I mean, come on, <laughs> come on, Nida, come on, Nida. Get, get inside, just start sabotaging. Um, and we have, you know, we, Matthew Knight's in the '95 semi was one of the great moments actually. R- Richmond's Correct. future senior coach, wing, Matthew Knight's. Yep, he's, a, he's, an, he's stiff. He'll be a senior coach for Richmond one day, as in the actual coach, I reckon. You think with Dimmer? You think yeah, with Dimmer? Well, if he's not going to be a senior coach, he's certainly come back to Tigerland as, as an assistant one day. Carousel is I'd love to see that. Yeah, I, I actually, would too. But so in Menegola against GWS, was he's been the player for them who stood just, up in Joel Selwood's I, absence. I, I honestly think he's underrated. And, and he, he has exactly right. He has stepped up in Selwood's absence. So, Somebody has to. So they've got they're happy to play a couple of shutdown players and back in the lot because they're happy to go and play a couple of negating players like uh, you know Guthrie and and Scott Selwood because they do have a guy named Patrick Dangerfield in the middle. Um, and the question you know is if we if we back um if we back in Prestia to to play a negating role, spicy on, meatball, on, yeah, the meatball. If the meatball has a go with um. As a go with uh, with with Patrick Dangerfield, do we still feel like we've got enough firepower to actually get it done? Yes. Yep. Mm. Oh, of course. So we've you know the, the obviously the the mathematics of it all is a win this week we go straight to a preliminary final. 
Mm, and a home preliminary final. A home preliminary final at the MCG, and then one went away from a grand final. And then uh, a loss, and we're probably playing Sydney at the SCG a week later. So we'd probably be playing, one would think, if things go the way that they should, we'd probably be playing GWS. In the preliminary, in the preliminary final, final, yes, yeah. because they would most likely lose to Adelaide, and then they would beat either Port Adelaide or West Coast. Yeah, if think. things go the way yeah. they should, yeah. Mm. Um, so... It's a huge Friday for Richmond fans to get but out there. But the good thing is, is that we either play, if we win this week, we either play GWS, Port Adelaide, or West Coast. We beat them all. And neither of those three teams am I concerned about at this point in time. No, we've, this is, this, this. At the MCG, totally not concerned. Speaking to, I mean, the, the likes of Dermot Burt and all that, those guys tend to think, listening to Crunch Time on the weekend, whoever wins this final is playing in the grand final because we've got that, we've got the softer prelim person to yeah. come through. Uh, so you know, I think that's this is how big this game is for for Richmond supporters, and um, you know, I, I, so in in summary, just to, before we wrap it up, so we're going with we're going with one change, caddy in, caddy in, Markov, Markov out. out, Markov out, mm. uh, with unfortunately, Anthony, Ollie, I, yeah. I know you listen to the podcast, mate. We're really sad it's, about it. So I, it's, I, no, it's nothing personal. I think it's no. just he's the exper- when it comes to experience. I think he's the one who unfortunately. Um, just you know, in terms of the the key pillars on which we build our, our our game plan at the moment, he's the one who gets squeezed out. Unfortunately, I love our Oleg, Oleg TVs. They made that maybe David Warner can endorse him. Sorry, that's a bad joke. <laughs> I just thought I'd add it. We love our Oleg. Oh, so so are we instead of Oleg TVs, we add Oleg into it. We uh, love our Oleg. Have I missed it? was father's. It was father. It was, okay, fa- it was right. Father's Sorry. Day yesterday. He's telling yeah, dad jokes. Happy Stop father's the tape day. Before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Richmond Friday night. What's out? What in summary? Tigers by four points. To be close one. Very close. We are going to be sweating out of every orifice. No, we'll be drenched in rain. Where, where, where will it be won and lost? No, it won't be. I'll be in the beautiful. Where will yeah. it be won and lost for us? Uh, for me, in the midfield, I, th- I think if our disposal into the forward line from our midfield can be more direct than what it was last time against Geelong. I think we're more of a chance. I think our guys have to just drop their eyes a little bit more. But if they are going to go for the, the quick kick into the forward line or the, the bomb into the forward line, make it quick before Geelong can get their blokes back and uh, and cover off on Jacket and the like. So, But I think our midfield is going to play a major part in this. A defence will hold up. I, I have every confidence in that. And I think they did hold up at Cadinia Park as well. I think we were just let down by our delivery into the forward line and the fact that they didn't then didn't capitalise on that. So for me, midfield will Carl? be where this is one. To be honest, in my opinion, it's ours to lose. It's ours to lose. We're going with probably the best 22 I've seen from Richmond in a very long time. At least and- two weeks. <laughs> At least two weeks, yeah. <laughs> no, look, I, it, it, that's my honest opinion. This is our game to lose. We're playing at home. We've got we're going to have our best twenty two out there. There's really no reason why we shouldn't and can't win this game, and we're, we're going to match up well against Geelong. I yeah, I, it'd be very interesting to see what happens with that change. And if Townsend stays in and Caddy comes in, boy oh boy, I tell you what, uh, I'm 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 really trying to keep a lid on it. I think um I think there's two two key things here that are going to be factors. I think the crowd. The Richmond crowd, we need to get there and be loud and be loud early. They will. They get get out of the blocks early and do what we've done against Hawthorne, against Fremantle, or, or actually not against Fremantle, against St Kilda and these guys. Just make get the noise happening and uh, just from the from the first minute go, get that pressure going. If it's going to be in the slop, I think that helps us magnificently. I think the most crucial matchup is going to be Zach Smith 
and Toby Dane Curvis. I think Zach Smith got a got a hold of Toby down there at Geelong, and um, because of those negating roles that they play out on our midfielders, we then couldn't read the ruck, and he was able to do what he wanted. Which you know, I suppose goes to the argument perhaps of Hampson may need to come in, but I think because of well, the weather, again, it probably balances with that out. Week off for Toby. He he was on a long run of games at that point in time, yeah. and and all of our Richmond talls had been playing pretty hard, and they were all feeling sore through to the reserves as well. So I think the, the the freshen up and the like, I think you'll be a lot better for it. And Geelong play horribly off the bye. I think they've won one out of seven uh, when it comes to the bye. Uh, so I'm tip- I'm thinking that's going to be the, the, the crucial ma- uh, matchup to get happening. I'm tipping Richmond to win by three goals. I think we're going to... I think, I think we'll, if, 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 it'll come down to... If, if, it's, if it's a goal either way in that last quarter and we're hanging on, that's not... Our go, that's not for us. But if, if I think that if, if Geelong's ahead by a goal, watch out because Richmond, I know Geelong are one of the uh, renowned as being one of the better finishing teams, but I think this Richmond team has got a story to Can tell. Can I just add one more thing in where I think Richmond will win this game? Yeah. If they continue just to do what they do best, and that is play tough football. Pressure. Don't get all fancy because it's a final and think that because you're a final, you know, you're a classy type team. You're a working class team. You're a hard, in and under, get the ball out really tough tackling type team. If they keep that going and play, and I hate the word, but if they play Richmond football as they have in our best games this year, and that has been tough pressure football, uh, we'll win for sure. Just keep the pressure on, guys, and that's going to that's gonna be the key. That's going to be the one stat I'm going to be looking at is, is tackles slash pressure acts. Yep. And if those numbers are up and the pressure factor is up, Richmond win. Geelong are going to get a taste of their own medicine, and I'll say this. Well, I reckon we're going to have more supporters there. It's probably a known fact. Richmond oh, it's are going to have The Tiger Army are going to come out in numbers. And we'll probably be, say, 70,000 Richmond supporters plus. And I would love to see that stack. Can we get onto the AFL to see how many the Richmond members compared to Geelong members brought tickets? It'd be nice. I think, I, th- I think they get it the same allocation, but, but then it goes to the general public. And I'd like to think that the Richmond ones... Uh, some wind chimes come in here. Oh, sorry, in the that's just my son. <laughs> it's a sign of the times. Um, uh, I think that I think that the, if you were to break it down in terms of like the MCC AFL, I think you'll find it Richmond would be two to one. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be there's going to be a sea of yellow and black there on Friday night. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be huge. Last thing before we go, uh, Alex Rance was named All Australian captain. Yes, deserved, very deserved. Yep, four, ti- four, four consecutive spots in the AFL. He's yep. a gra- he's a great vice captain for the Richmond Football Club. A very good leader. Mm. Dusty was in there as well. Except so I don't know why he did that video in the toilets. Did you see that? Alex Rance. Yeah, during the All Australian, he did a Facebook live post or something, I think it was, out of the toilets at Richmond, yeah, showing, yeah. out of the toilets at the Palladium, yep. showing, well, not the Palladium, where the, was the, the, the Palais. Palais. The Palais, and uh, showing uh, the old toilets in the Palais. Well, just how that we know why. He was just taking a piss. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> go Tigers! Go Tigers! Go Tigers! Like the Tiger of all, the strong and we're born. Tiger